This is game time on ESPN Central Texas. Here's Tom Barfield, Ward White. Hey, good morning. Welcome to Friday, y'all. It's uh, finally Friday, and we welcome you into the program. This is game time here on a uh, Friday morning with Tom and Ward. We're glad you're with us, ready to go. We've got lots to do today. Lots to get to today. Going to make a winner out of a listener today. Going to do all kinds of fun stuff today. And then plan for the weekend. And we start by saying good morning to Ward Whites. Ward, how are you? Outstanding. Good morning. Ready to go? Yes. So tell me, big plans this weekend or just kind of laying low? I mean, what? what's... Not laying low. Not laying low. No. Big, no. big out-of-town trip or? Yes. Not a, not a big out of town, just a normal out of town trip. Oh, okay. Oh, I didn't. I, I mean, I didn't know if you were going snow skiing in Colorado or. <laughs> yeah, I do that so often. <laughs> well, I mean, I, you know, I didn't know. No, just heading to heading to Burleson. Go hang out with family. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, do that's some good. work. I mean, do you do you seek out things to do? No, there's around just your always family's house. There's I mean, always something to do. I guess that's the family homestead. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, there's a television show, uh, Alaska, the Great Frontier. You know, where they're always working on the homestead. It's Jules family. You know, you know the. the mm-hmm. it, it's it's really a cool show. But that reminds me of you because they're always seeking out something to do. I guess because they got to have 16 episodes. I don't know. That's probably true. Yeah. But they're always looking for something to do on the homestead. Mm-hmm. And th- that kind of reminds me of you, I mean, because you're, you're always, there's always a project. There is. And I'm thinking my weekends, you know, if, if I'm not working one of the games, mm-hmm. my projects are which couch do I use, the upstairs <laughs> or the downstairs for that, for that afternoon nap. Not a bad idea. So anyway, all right. So you, you, you just kind of a normal, just a normal. Now, will you will you hunker down there to watch all the NFL football, or will you come on home since it's the games kick late? Uh, since the games probably kick late, I will probably be in transit. And now, where exactly is that? I thirty five. Okay. I, I well, I didn't know. I mean, I've never been to Transit, Texas, so yeah. I wouldn't know. Yeah. So, <laughs> and, and I, I really enjoy. I, I like watching them. I, I had. The DVR set anyway, so. Oh, you're a film breaker downer guy. Yes, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it's not but about I, the the in, the enjoyment of the of the telecast. It's the I got to see if that left guard. Mm-hmm. If, if, if did he pull on that trap play or you know, yeah, okay, yeah. I, I like to go back and watch several times, but also really enjoy the radio broadcast, and so. It's very enjoyable for me to be out and about and be able to listen to games on the radio. All right, I got and I wasn't going to ask this today, but hasn't it been made pretty clear that Sean Payton's not going to coach football next year? It, it, is that are those smoke screens? I don't know what it is. I just think it's their or does ESPN conversation. television does ESPN television just have to have something to put on the air? And this is the most intriguing thing. Because, again, I look up at 7.03 in the morning. We have ESPN on in, in the background. Mm-hmm. And there's a big sign says on, on the television set, you know, the, the graphic says, will Sean Payton coach the Cowboys? Mm-hmm. 
I, I thought they've already decided that McCarthy's coming back for another year. That's what they said yesterday, late yesterday afternoon, that McCarthy was told that he will be the coach in 2022. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Dan Quinn will be the defensive coordinator uh, coming up this next season. Sounds like Kellen Moore's going to be the offensive coordinator. Well, we knew that. No matter who came in, I, I didn't see that changing. Even with all these jobs still open, you, you, you don't think that he's still got a fighting chance? No. I don't. I'd be I'd be real surprised, and I've been surprised before. And again, that's what we were talking about here. Uh, yeah, they said that you know that McCarthy is going to be back and all that stuff. But you know, you're you're certainly entitled to change your mind if you're Jerry Jones. Well, yeah, you are, and I mean, it's your team. And Sean Payton's certainly entitled to change his mind that he's not going to coach next year. There'd be a lot of mind changing if that happens. There would be, uh, and you know. I don't – I mean, with Jerry Jones, you can't ever rule anything out. He may throw a bag of money at him that he can't turn down and say, look, I'll pay off your contract and – $48 million. Yeah, and pay you this. And, you know, sometimes that that can change a man's mind. Uh, but I, I don't see Jerry Jones doing that. Again, I don't think Jerry Jones wants to admit two years after the fact that he – he made a mistake. Whether he did or not, I'm not saying he did. I'm just saying I don't think that he would pull the trigger that quickly. He's he's only done it once could the over nar- the 25 years. Could the narrative be we didn't make it? We didn't make a mistake. McCarthy is a terrific guy, but we just got the guy that we've always coveted and always wanted, and this was our one and only opportunity, and we had to strike while the iron was hot. Maybe. I mean, there there's that narrative. I mean, yeah. I, I, I see where you're coming from, but again, who's to say that just because Sean Payton comes and takes over the Cowboys that nothing they're a Super Bowl team all of a sudden? Again, if the formula remains the same, they're not. And you know what I'm talking about. We're you know, not, you can't uh, dis- I can't disagree with that. I mean, <laughs> just can't. There's t- 25 years of history that mm-hmm. says it's not. If oh. the formula and Sean Payton, if I understand correctly was a guy that had a – swung a big stick in New Orleans. I mean, he was – if it was football operations, it ran through Sean Payton's office. Mm-hmm. I Would the Jones family no. relinquish um, that? No, 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 no. Well, then no. he's not coming here. No, I don't – He's going to remain good friends with them, and, and they'll hang out in South Lake together, I guess. I, I don't know. I don't see them doing that for anybody. No, I, I tend to agree. I tend to agree. They didn't do it for Bill Parcells. No, they did not. And if you're not going to do it for Bill Parcells, who's got a couple of skins on the wall. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, that was not the intention of this this first segment, the Cowboys, but here we are. Now, I did have some Cowboy news a little later on that we were going to get to, mm-hmm. which basically we just covered. <laughs> you know, Dan Quinn's coming back. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you surprised at that? I, you know what? Honestly, not really, and I'll tell you why. I think, and as you know, when you're in that head coaching position, you are much more of a CEO than you are a game planner. Game, I mean, you may call plays on Sunday, but I mean, your your, your coordinators are doing the work. You're not. You're not Xing and Oing as much as you are talking to to the media guys and, and and management. There's just a lot more to it. I think he really enjoyed 
coordinating the Cowboy defense and coaching the football team. And, and I think that, you know what, he said, hey, look, if the perfect situation comes up, I'll take it. But it has to be spot on, right on, and here's what it's got to be, or I'm not doing it because I got a good gig and I'm having fun right now. And he's just a year removed from being a head coach. Mm-hmm. And immediately his name went to the top of the list. Uh, continue to coach like you're coaching, and his name will be at the top of the list next year. Now, are there going to be nine openings next year? I don't know. There'll be a few. But there's always a few. There's always a few because everybody's chasing. Everybody is chasing. So, uh, were you surprised? No, not at all. I, I, I thought that it would have to, as you said, it would have to be the exact right fit for him, and he'd have to feel really, really good about it before he walked away from something that, that he's enjoying right now and, and put that pressure back on his shoulders. Um, and, and I don't blame him. I mean, you, you know, you look at some of the openings that are out there, are, are those teams going to be in a rebuild mode or are they going to be in a we, we're just a couple of players away? Mm-hmm. Well, I think you look at every one of them and it's, it's pretty much, hey, we got to rebuild this thing. And so when you, when you take over that, it's monumental for them to come in and, and try to get it from the ground up. And it's, you know. Sometimes that's a daunting task. So for it to be the exact right fit for him, I think he looked at some of them, went on a couple of interviews, and said, "You know what? I, I'm I'm not I'm not ready to make that commitment yet. I'm having fun right where I'm at." And, and there are guys, as you know, there's that, guys out there that are better coordinators than they are head coaches too, and he may be that, he may be one of them. Mm-hmm. But there's guys out there right now that are, that are you know climbing that food chain is far more important than maintaining their standards. I mean, are there, there's guys right now that are interviewing that are saying, you know what, I'll do whatever they ask because once I get in, then I can do it my way. He's like, you know what, Mm-mm. There, I'm, I, I'm going to do it my way. If my way fits with them and we can all kind of get together on the same page, mm-hmm. then maybe I'm in. But I don't think he went in. To it, and again, I don't know Dan Quinn, but it, it, I just kind of got the feeling that he went into it saying, "Hey, look, I'm going to listen, but you're going to have to wow me because I, I like what I'm doing right now." And look, and after, after another year, he may be ready to go. Hey, it's time, but I don't know that after just one season uh, of doing it, it, it. Plus, if you'll stop and think about it, he changed his defensive philosophy. He kind of reinvented himself as a coach. And I think he got a kick out of that. And in and, and watching that team grow and develop as a defensive unit, and I think I think he maybe feels like the job's not done. So there's Could a be. lot there's a lot of things that, that go into it, but I I don't think he felt like he, he I think at the end of the day he says I got a good job. If you got a better job, I'll listen. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of where where it where it ended. Yeah, you know? I, again, it, I think it goes back to the fit. It's got to be the perfect fit, or I'm not walking away from a, a good thing that I've got going right now. And you can't blame him. Well, it, it, here's a, a question on our CNC Collision Center text line from the nine zero three: If Dallas can't 
play in the NFC Championship next year, when does Mr. Jones realize this team may never get it done? Never. Never. He's That's not his deal. And quite frankly, it's always something else. It's always something else. And, you know, look, don't think he didn't take a good long look at Mike McCarthy over the last 10 days. He did. Mm. But, but Ward... Does it? Does anything change if you don't have change at the top? Not really. If the formula's the same, those that are, that are, that are, you know, I mean, if if the recipe for the soup is the same, does it matter who's cooking it? <laughs> I mean, it really, I mean, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it is what it is. I mean, so you're saying as long as Jerry Jones is the owner and GM. It's the GM with, part, yeah. That the Cowboys will never win a Super Bowl. I'm not saying it. I, I'm saying over the last 25 years, history has said it. Okay. Am I wrong? I, no, you're not wrong on that. But it, it sounded like you were saying as long as he's in that in that catbird seat that they're never going to reach well, that pinnacle again. I, I, I feel that way. Yeah, I, and I don't blame you. I, 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 I tend it, to agree with you. Not based off of just – you know, I'm just again. Facts speak for themselves. You've changed coaches. You've changed staffs. You've changed players. You've changed personnel inside your office. You've done every, everything's been done, except one thing. You've mm-hmm. never hired a a general manager and said, "Go general manage the football operations of this team." Now, I and I know there's going to be people who have that will tell you that, that that know far more than us, and you know who I'm talking about, have explained to us that they do have a, a, a group of people who are player personnel people and all the all of those things. And you talked about a guy a few weeks ago that the Cowboys are going to retain because they didn't want him getting a GM job. Mm-hmm. But does he swing that stick? I think they listen to him, but the final decision is going to come down to Jerry Jones. That's Again, ultimately – if I'm going to make you responsible for the final product, I got to give you final say. Do I not? Yeah, but that's not going to happen in Dallas. Of course it's not. And so why are we surprised by the results that you get? Uh, I, I'm not. <laughs> I mean, we we get this grand vision. And, I hey, look, I did it too. When they were 5-1, and one, and I'm like, hey, you know what? They played great against Tampa, got beat, opening day, ring ceremony, blah, blah, five in a row. Hey, this is a pretty good football team. And they were. At that time, it ain't how you start, brother. No. And, you know, again, we can point to a lot of different areas of where it started falling apart, but, you know, the main point is it started falling apart. Never got back on track. How come it didn't get back on track? I I don't know. I I, I really don't know. I I mean, there's a lot of contributing factors. Was Dak... Completely healthy. We don't know. I mean, it didn't look like it. Certainly don't think Zeke was ever completely healthy. No, I don't think that that was ever working. Did did Kellen Moore get uncomfortable in what he was doing, trying to protect those players being injured? Maybe. Um, but he certainly didn't call the games toward the end of the season the same way he did at the in those five games early in the season that you're talking about. I mean, it was it, it was different. Um, you know, he'd go through spurts where you could kind of tell what he was 
aiming for, and then he went through spurts of you couldn't tell what he was aiming for. So I, I don't, you know, was the defense always up to par for the most part? But, I mean, they they still couldn't stop the run all season long. I mean, when it got right down to it. Uh, so, you know, were they good against teams above 500? No. So that, you know, I mean, you have to look at that as well. So maybe they weren't, maybe they weren't as good as we wanted to believe they were. Maybe. And then you get to play in the East, which, which again goes to misleading. Yeah, I mean, which again goes to they're not very good against teams above five hundred. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what we said. I mean, and Dak in his career has not been good against teams five hundred. It wasn't just this year; it's been his entire career since he's you know been here. He does not have a good record against teams above 500. Are you saying that Dak is a really good quarterback but not an elite quarterback? Yes. I agree wholeheartedly. Wholeheartedly. Uh, you know, sometimes as at that position, fair or unfair, you got to elevate your team. If, final thought on, on Mr. Jones. If he were to hire <laughs> – well, that sounds funny, but if he were to hire a general manager, would that be admitting failure? Or would it be admitting, hey, look, we need one more piece in this chain to make this thing, you know, another set of eyes, whatever, the, however you want to term it. Yeah, I I don't know that it's admitting failure. I mean, it is, but it, I don't know that you could, I mean, y- he could spin it in, in a really good way if he wanted to. Hey, I, I'm just too tired to do this. I want to step back, whatever, and, and get the job done. But I just, I don't think that's in his DNA. I don't I don't think he can help himself but to be right there. Now we did see, you know, Steven start to do some other things and, and take a little bit more initiative. I mean, the first time you ever saw that is when he put a seatbelt on him in the Johnny Manziel draft and did not let him pick Johnny Manziel, thank goodness. But I mean, Jerry Jones, if it would have been left up to him, you know, Manziel would have been the quarterback for the Cowboys and we saw how that worked out in the NFL. Quincy Carter. Well, that was that was a train wreck. <laughs> you think? All right. I, I, you know what? That's what I love about this show. We were just gonna we were just gonna kind of talk about the weather a little bit and kind of get rolling this morning. Next thing you know, Ward White is ripping the snot out of Jerry Jones, and and and, and we're off and running. So how about that? 719, or actually his close dear friend that he's having dinner with this weekend, Kellen Moore. Uh, 719, wow. boy, that was a shot, wasn't it? 19 after 7. Let's get a check on the weather forecast. Said we're going to talk a little hoops. We'll do that coming up in just a couple of minutes right here on ESPN. Hey, you know what? Hang on a second. Let's make a winner out of a listener. Let's do it. This is fun, by the way. Uh Look, uh, Northern Tool and Equipment is located at 2339 South New Road, and you'll find the right tool for any job. They've got uh, over 100,000 tools inside the friendly confines of Northern Tool and Equipment. And it's time to put every tool in its place. Right now, shop this week during the inventory reduction sale, and you can save up to 50% on heaters, moving carts, dollies, batteries, hand tools, and much, much more. You want a $50 gift certificate? Absolutely free. Compliments of Ward White's and 
in the in Tom Barfield and all the folks at Northern Tool and Equipment. Here's the question. In, in our our phone number, we're doing it by phone, 254-662-1660, 254-662-1660 is the phone number. Here is the question. What does PPE stand for? Is it A, personal protective equipment, B, pneumatic press engine, or C, power, uh, power polishing equipment? What does PPE stand for? A, personal protective equipment, B, pneumatic press uh, engine, or C, power polishing equipment? You know the correct answer? Give us a call at 254-662-1660. And if you are the uh, first correct caller, you are going to win yourself a $50 gift certificate from our friends at Northern Tool and Equipment, located at 2339 South New Road, right here in Waco. All right, uh, 721. We're 21 after 7. Let's get a check of the weather forecast this morning. And uh, the weather on this uh, Friday morning is brought to you by our good folks at Fox 44. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Mostly sunny skies today. Maybe a little breezy this afternoon with highs topping out at 56 degrees. Mostly clear skies tonight. It's going to be cold as low temperatures fall to 27. And tomorrow as we kick off the weekend, it looks beautiful. Mostly sunny skies. It'll be warmer with a high of 67. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. It's the Big 12 SEC Challenge this Saturday as the Bears travel to Tuscaloosa to take on Alabama. 2.30 for the countdown to tip-off, 3 p.m. tip with Pat and John from SEC Country. Bears, Crimson Tide in the Big 12 SEC Challenge this Saturday here on the flagship station for Baylor basketball, ESPN Central Texas. Hey, Ray Maliazzi here. I'd like to carry more parts at my shop, but I just don't have the room. Every time I go in the back to get wiper blades, I trip over a dusty crate of Honda air filters, then bang my head on some GTO radiator hoses. eBay Motors never has that problem. They stock all the right parts at the right prices. 122 million of them, with everything from new headlights to vintage gear shifters. I can't imagine being able to stock 122 million parts. I mean, where would I get all those shelves? eBay Motors, let's ride. Uncle Dan's Barbecue and Rib House is one of Waco's longest, continuous, family-owned barbecue restaurants. Since 1978, Uncle Dan's has been offering delicious ribs, made-from-scratch sides, the famous Texas tater, and prime beef brisket. Convenient drive through windows and sit-down dining allow customers to be served in whichever way they desire. Uncle Dan's is proud to serve Central Texas Monday through Saturday with locations in Waco and Hewitt. Come visit the loyal staff at Uncle Dan's today and experience their rich history and family recipes. Enjoy one-of-a-kind luxury and lounge at the Baylor Club, located in the heart of McLean Stadium. This elite club offers a five-star member atmosphere for all your work and play needs with a master culinary team and outstanding hospitality. Weddings, milestones, business, and birthdays, a stadium roaring with bear spirit featuring stunning city skyline views. Baylor Club truly has it all. For interest in membership or your next private event, call 254 710 88 
80. Having an accredited land consultant like Daryl Weems and his team of farm, ranch, land, and home experts on your side is a must when making what may be the biggest financial decision in your life. Selling farm and ranch property since 1925, United Country's Twin Bends Realty is your go-to source for real estate industry insight and advice. Sellers will benefit from UC's cutting-edge technology that will provide your property with maximum visibility. Find your freedom by calling Daryl Weems, your local land pro at United Country Twin Bends Realty. Learn more at TwinBendsRealty.com. Now, back to the Alan Samuel Studios. All right, 725, we are... In the midst of a fun Friday morning here on ESPN Central Texas, Tom Ward, glad you're with us. Congratulations to Robert McLean, a winner of a $50 gift card to Northern Tool and Equipment. And Robert's going to come by here today, and we're going to get Robert hooked up, and then he's going to go. It's going to be Christmas in January for Robert. He gets to go buy himself a gift. How about that? That's cool. All right, so congratulations to Robert, and uh, way to go. All right, uh, 725 this morning, and our 7 o'clock hour is the service of Good Feet. See what Good Feet can do for you with a free arch support fitting at Good Feet in the Central Texas Marketplace near Cabela's. All right, we have talked a little bit about this, but t- tomorrow's the day, Ward. Uh, it is wall-to-wall basketball in the Big 12 SEC Challenge. You excited about this? I, I mean, I'm starting to get a little chanced here. Yeah, I think it's going to be fun. I want to. There, there's several games that I, I want to keep an eye on. And, and that's that's the thing. Now, look, I, unless unless you've got absolutely nothing to do, and maybe you do, maybe maybe there's not a thing on the slate. The first tip is at eleven. The last tip is at seven. I mean, it is wall to wall tomorrow. Uh, but ha, I mean, seriously, how many games do you think you, you'll uh, you'll you'll keep an eye on out out of those out of out of the matchups? I'll, I'll probably. Probably look at all of them to be. I mean, I'm not going to lock down on any of them. I don't think, to be honest with you. But I, I think that, um, you know, you, you kind of pick up the phone and start looking at the scoreboard and seeing, mm-hmm. you know, who's doing what. And I, you know, I, I'll have something on in the background, and and so you know, you'll get some scores from there. But I, I it, to be honest, all of them interest me. I, I, you know, the number one we talked about yesterday, Kentucky and Kansas. Yep. I think that's that's the huge intriguing just because of the history of those two teams now uh and, and they're both and, good and kentucky's good at home uh they're not bad on the road but they're a good basketball team there's no doubt about it and so i i think that one's intriguing and you know i i think baylor alabama has has some merit to it too i, I want to see how kentucky responds playing in allen field house uh you know the it, well, I think they're sixteen and four, something like that. And, and of course, we know the we know what KU's all about. And and you're right; it's going to give you a chance to see some high quality teams that you don't see every day. I mean, look in this league, you're playing everybody twice, and I like the round robin concept. By the way, uh, I'm a big fan of that uh, playing it. But you know, but this is going to give you a chance to step out. And at first, here again, this is twice this week. I've changed my mind. And that didn't happen real. At first, I thought, you know, this is kind of wacky to be right in the middle of your conference race and, and grinding and all that. And now all of a sudden, you're going to go play, 
a non-con game in the middle of your schedule? Well, of course, they've been doing it forever. And for whatever reason, other than the, the obvious reason that they're a really good team, Baylor's got the best Big 12 SEC record of both conferences. I think they're like 7-1 and one or 8-1, and one, something like that, in this Big 12 SEC challenge. So they have responded nicely when it comes to this Big 12 SEC challenge. And, and as you point out, they're in Tuscaloosa tomorrow to take on Bama. That's a 3 o'clock tip. We have the broadcast at 2.30. Now, it, it, and this is a pretty simple little deal for you. It's either ESPN, ESPN2, or ESPNU. Every one of these games are going to be right there in that block of, of stations. So, you know, you, uh, you may want to just get the popcorn, get on the couch, get the flipper, and, you know, make sure you stretch, you know, that, that thumb while you uh, bounce all, all over the place. But, yeah, I mean, starting at 11 with the uh, LSU-TCU game all the way down to the Tennessee-Texas game. Hey, Tennessee-Texas in Austin. It's, it's pretty cool. How how good? I mean, does this tell us? Does this give us a little a little better read on Texas? Yeah, I don't I don't know. Maybe a little bit. I mean, outside of the conference and against a different foe. I mean, you know, there's some things you have to do to prepare for somebody you don't see on a regular basis, I'm, and it kind of gets you ready for tournament play. Just I. I they're what Texas is what five and three in the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, how good are they? I, I I don't think they're as good as everybody wanted to think they were going to be just because Chris Beard walked through the doors. Well, but isn't that kind of the deal? Just about every time they make a move down there. Well, yes. I mean, did, but can, it's can you go back four months the way, to the football season? And, that's the way it is there, right? And you know, look, look, passionate fans have high hopes. I'm just curious how good Texas really is. We we know the quality. They're a of, good basketball team. They are a good basketball team, but how good? We know we know about Baylor. We know about Kansas. I think we know about Texas Tech. Quite frankly, Ward. Uh, but how good is Texas? Does Tennessee and Texas? Kind of give us a, a little better read on the horns at home? I don't know. Maybe. Certainly not going to hurt, is it? Oh, no. It's not going to hurt anything. I just don't know. It, if it was if it was somebody else, I, I don't know how good Tennessee really is either. So, I mean, I don't know that the matchup's going to unfold a lot for you. But, yeah, I mean, they've got to take care of business. Now, if they – if they if they sit in their in their home court and get beat by Tennessee, yeah, I think it tells you a whole lot about this basketball team. Tennessee is fourteen and five overall. Mm-hmm. They are tied for third in the league with Arkansas at five and three. Uh, and it's a team that plays well at home, like most everybody. They're you know the Volunteers are eleven and zero at home, and they're two and three on the road. Okay, so they're a pretty good basketball team. They're a good basketball team. Don't know that they're a great basketball team, but they're a good basketball team. So there, maybe there is a little bit of a measuring stick there. Yeah, and that's kind of what I was getting at when I was looking at some of these matchups. You know, I don't know. 
I, I and again, just looking at the Longhorns, I'm, if Texas plays like they played when they went to Fort Worth, holy moly. But then there's the Texas-Oklahoma State game in, in Austin where they're scrapping and fighting, trying to survive. Mm-hmm. You know, and you're like, well, which one is it? Which one is it? I don't know. All right. Seven. Well, that's the inconsistency that you're talking about yeah. with, with the Longhorns in, in right now. Look, Tennessee's number 18 in the country. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yeah, I guess it would be a measuring stick for them. And, and these are, I, I think these are probably the two best leagues in the country. Big 12 SEC. Oh, I, from a depth standpoint. And, I agree. Yeah. So, you know, here we go. All right, 732. Baylor and in uh, Alabama again tomorrow from Tuscaloosa. 2.30 on the pregame with John and Pat. 3 o'clock on the tip, and we'll have it right here on ESPN Central Texas, your flagship station for Baylor basketball. Uh, coming up in just a couple of seconds, we're going to talk with Mandy Knight from over at Fox 44. But right now, we're going to talk about Pioneer Steel and Pipe. They've been serving Central Texas since 1943. We're talking about the Emory family, John and Braden. Well, Braden's kind of he's kind of at the helm here and in, 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 in again guiding this thing like so many have done in, in the past. Four generations of Emory's have been a part of Pioneer Steel and Pipe. And, you know, they built their reputation one customer at a time. They offer the best in custom metal buildings, residential metal roofing. They've got hay and equipment barns, garage and carport covers. Uh, they carry all sizes of pipe from one half inch to 24 inches for all your fencing needs. They also stock American-made grade 60 rebar. You see, they're basically your one-stop shop for all your steel needs. And if you're in the... Uh, in the uh, metal building or barn dominium business, you want to build one, and you're really not real sure how to get this thing cranked up or, or who to talk to or, or just how to get the process rolling, well, talk to the folks at Pioneer Steel and Pipe. You see, they service the largest selection of metal building contractors in all of Central Texas, and they can help you out. They're open Monday through Friday, 730 till 5, and half a day on Saturday from 8 until noon, and they're located down in Bryan and also right here in Waco at 913 South Loop Drive in Orchard Lane. And you can also check them out 24-7 at pioneerboys.com. Recently on the John Moore Show. The great Tony Caridi, the voice of the Mountaineers. This doesn't translate well on radio, but I texted you a picture. What's, what's your first thought when you see uh, that man with me in that picture? I thought, it, I said, like, it looked like someone took Bob Huggins' head and put it onto a different person's body with a Baylor warm-up. That's, That's right. That's right. And I know all of Huggs' brothers, and I said, it looks like one of Huggs' brothers. And actually, this guy looks more like Huggs' brother than Huggs' brothers do. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Well, that is Henry Witt Jr. He runs Affiliated Auto Glass. It's on the circle here in Waco. And he is maybe not the spitting image of Bob Huggins, but but like he could be his brother. I mean, it could absolutely be his brother. The Voice of the Bears, John Morris, weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. The holidays just ended, but guess what? Valentine's Day is fast upon us. Morrison's Gifts has the gifts you need to make this Valentine's the best ever. At Morrison's, you'll find the best gifts from John Hart and Consuela bags, totes and accessories, bath and body lotions and soaps, candles, inspirational gifts, and many other gifts to say I love you. As always, free gift wrapping, local delivery and shipping anywhere. Morrison's Gifts, next to Jason's Deli at the corner of Waco Drive and Valley Mills Drive, a Baylor alumni-owned business. 
The thing about having a naked truck is that you get exposed for the equipment you don't have. Take, for example, your rear end. If you don't have anything back there, you're exposed about what you don't have, and that's a life. However, if you cover that rear end with a hitch, you're telling the world, hey, I got a little junk in my uh, bed, and I'm ready to pull something. A camper, RV, boat, trailer, jet skis, heck, even a bike rack. A hitch says, I have a life beyond driving my truck to and from work. And Pickup Outfitters is the place to get a hitch for your truck, SUV, van, even some cars. We sell and install just about any kind of hitch you need. Receiver hitches from light to heavyweight to pull just about anything. And gooseneck hitches and fifth wheels when you're ready to pull the heavy stuff. And don't forget trailer and brake controller wiring. It's so important to have wiring professionally and correctly installed by the pros at Pickup Outfitters. So it's time to cover that gaping hole in the rear end of your truck with a hitch installed by Pickup Outfitters. Check us out online at createacommotion.com. Have you been to Sam's Bar in Union Hall in downtown Waco yet? Serving regionally inspired Texas-style craft drinks, offering wine, beer, vodka, and fruit juice drinks. Be sure to try one of Sam's signature cocktails like the Hatchback, a Dallas Daisy, and even some Summer Lovin'. Happy hours every Monday through Friday from 3 to 6 with $2 off draft beer and cocktails, plus free chips and hot sauce. Sam's Bar Waco in Union Hall at 720 Franklin Avenue. And check them out online at samsbarwaco.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update. The baseball season starts today for the defending national champion McLennan Highlanders. They start the year ranked number one by the NJCAA and visit ninth ranked Navarro for a one o'clock first pitch. The teams play a doubleheader tomorrow at Bosque River Ballpark starting at noon. The Baylor men take part in the Big 12 SEC Challenge at Alabama tomorrow at three o'clock. You can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas. Colts defensive coordinator Matt Eberflus has been hired as the head coach of the Chicago Bears. The Broncos hired Green Bay offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett as their next head coach. The NFL will crown conference champions on Sunday. The AFC title will be decided between the Bengals and Chiefs at 2 o'clock. The Rams and 49ers meet for the NFC title at 5.30. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Seven thirty-eight, twenty-two away from eight o'clock. Welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom and Ward, we're glad you're with us, and we welcome Mandy Knight from Fox Forty-Four into the program. Mandy, NFL football championships, conference championships this weekend. Are you pretty jazzed? I mean, you excited? Oh my gosh! I mean, I felt it feels a little bit like Christmas morning. I. I had a little trouble going to sleep last night. I ended up trying out that NFL game rewind, and it is unbelievable. I actually rewatched the, uh, you know, all the games last night. It was great. <laughs> all right, so Mandy Ward and I disagree on one game, and we're going to start, and it's the game on your air uh, on on Sunday evening. He likes the Forty ers I like the Rams, and I'm in my research. I'm like, what am I doing? San Francisco's already beat them twice. Uh, San Francisco's the hot team. Have I lost my mind picking, picking um, uh, Matt Stafford in, in the Rams? <laughs> no, you have not lost your mind. Obviously, both teams are very talented to be playing at this point in the season. And 
Sean McVay, I mean, he, he put together a, basically a superstar team, and they're built to win right now. I mean, Von Miller, OBJ, and, I mean, Cooper Cup, um, of course, Matthew Stabber, Matthew Stabber coming over from the Lions. I think that they are a very talented team, but the 49ers are extremely talented as well. I mean, the difference is between the two teams, the Rams are more balanced on offense and de- defense. With the 49ers, it's basically defense or bust. I mean, that's what's carrying their team, and essentially that's carried them towards the end of this season. And you saw in their game against the Packers, their defense, they scored the the touchdown, the only touchdown, which was a, a very wild play. And uh, obviously, Dick Bosa, defensive end, I mean, he's led the regular season with 15 and a half sacks, but this game is definitely going to be a very close one. I think it's going to be just as exciting as the games we had this weekend in the divisional round. For the 49ers, Jimmy Garoppolo, there's been a lot of talk about him. The 49ers are winning in spite of him. What does he have to do to change that narrative, and can he do it this weekend? He just has to come through when it's time for him to throw the you know, just make the little plays. I mean, you look at uh, the game with back with the Patriots when Mac Jones didn't even really have to throw the ball that much. I mean, obviously that was different because of the weather conditions, but Garoppolo just has to answer the call when he has the opportunity to come through. I mean, unfortunately they were over three in the red zone, but their defense can absolutely carry them. We've seen in the past that a team does not need a successful quarterback to go all the way. I mean, you look at the Baltimore Ravens, with Trenton Dilfer when they won about two, uh, 20 years ago, and their defense was the reason that they won the Super Bowl. And then the next year, they didn't even bring Dilfer back for uh, you know to be quarterback. But, yeah, I mean, Garoppolo, he just has to answer the call when it's his opportunity. And I think that they have the, uh, you know, the luxury of having a great run game, and they have a lot of weapons uh, on the ground and in the air versus I feel like the Rams, they're more of a passing team, and um, you know, but but it's it'll be interesting. I mean, Debo Samuel, he's been exciting to watch. I feel like that guy can play every position on the field. I mean, we've seen him do return, uh, wide receiver, running back, and everything. It's uh, but it, it'll absolutely absolutely be a show. Talking with Mandy Knight from Fox Forty Four. Mandy, you mentioned uh, defense with the Forty ers You mentioned their special teams. You mentioned their running game. If somehow the Rams are able to put the 49ers in a position where they have to throw the football. Do you believe that Jimmy Garoppolo can carry this football team? I do just because they have George Kittle and Debo Samuel. And and it's interesting because you look at Kittle. um, Well, well, if you look at their whole, you know, scheme and everything on offense, I feel like almost every single time it was a similar route that ended up with one of the guys, you know, crossing back towards the middle of the field and early in earlier in the game, George Kittle against the Packers Kittle, he missed a ball. He was wide open and he would have been able to break loose downfield for a touchdown. But if you watched him the remainder of the game, I mean, he made every single catch essentially. And so I think that Kittle can definitely carry, uh, you know, Garoppolo because they have such a great connection. I mean, he's an unbelievable tight end along with Debo Samuel. I mean, that guy is, is an animal with his ability to be, you know, to run the ball and, uh, of course, you know, make some crazy catches. But I think that Garoppolo can get the job done. Again, I think it's, I could think it's going to be who has the ball at the very end of the game. 
Can the 49ers defense make Matt Stafford uncomfortable? Without a doubt, Ward. And I think it, it might be one of his, you know, one of their biggest tests yet. And the interesting thing is the 49ers defense, they have linebacker Fred Warner back. And, and that guy is a beast. I mean, in the game against the Packers, he, he was the one that forced the fumble by punching the ball out. And, uh, and the 49ers have owned on defense all season. In the regular season, they had 22 forced fumbles. And then after this past weekend, they have 24. So their defense truly is, well, I would say, one of the best in the NFL. And then, of course, I mentioned Nick Bosa already. And then we have Eric Armstead as well. And he had two sacks against Green Bay. I mean, shoot, anytime you can hold Aaron Rodgers to zero touchdowns, you're doing something right. And it's interesting because obviously they were playing in, uh, you know, Rogers' backyard in, uh, you know, Green Bay. And, and he says that he enjoys playing there because when, when the weather is awful because other teams are not used to it. And in the fourth quarter of that game, it was about 11 degrees, but it felt like zero degrees. And so it's, uh, you know, I can't wait to see what the 49ers and Rams, you know, how they match up because – I think Aaron Rodgers, he's obviously a Hall of Famer quarterback. Now Stafford, he is a very, very talented quarterback, but he is still writing his story. I think if Stafford could take this team to the Super Bowl, to have another historical Super Bowl thing like last year with the Bucks winning it in their backyard, I think Stafford could eventually solidify his name in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I mentioned 49ers have uh knocked off the Rams both times this year. Does that matter at this point in the season? Yes and no, because earlier in the season, I mean, you know, you may, you may have had certain guys then and, and guys are healthy now. Um, you, of course, you can look at tendencies. What, you know, what, you know who, who did they go to last time against certain defensive schemes and everything like that? So it does matter, but the thing is now it's, it's win or, or you're done. You have to, you have to show up or you're out. And the thing that's going to be great about these two teams, they're so familiar with each other. We're going to see, I mean, they're, they're very familiar with each other, but with how, how many times they've played. So I would say that it's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see how Matthew Stafford can answer the call, because I think this will be his best test. And with, with, as I was mentioning earlier, with having linebacker Fred Warner back, he was actually questionable against the game with the with the Packers, but he'll be back, I'm sure. Um, you know, he didn't have any injury or anything. So the 49ers defense, I think they're very healthy. But And basically, their defensive front, that's what's carried them because they've had some injuries in their secondary. But they, uh, you know, they're going to put some pressure on Stafford. So it'll be very exciting. The early game, Cincinnati and Kansas City. Is Patrick Mahomes, did he prove last week that he's kind of on a magic ride? Oh, yes. I, I would say so, because the way that Josh Allen performed as well, holy cow, I cannot remember that that is one of the greatest NFL games I have ever seen. And, and Mahomes, I guess his Mahomes magic, he ended up pulling it out and showing it again, because as we talked in the middle of the season, when those Chiefs were on, you know, they, they were not they weren't able to get the victory. And, and everyone was talking, oh, you know, is Mahomes the real deal? Uh, but obviously they have turned things around. But Mahomes, it, it, I mean, it is unbelievable. He gets the ball back with 13 seconds down by three and are able to drive down the field, get in the field goal range to send it into overtime. And, of course, after the Chiefs win the toss and they end up scoring on the touchdown to Travis Kelsey, the rest is history.
When you look at this Kansas City team and the weapons that Patrick Mahomes has and how calm and cool collected he is, do you think being an arrowhead is the advantage for them or is it just Patrick Mahomes the advantage for them? (laughs) Being an arrowhead is without a doubt a huge advantage. I've not been there yet personally, but I know from talking to people that it is very, very loud. We know that playing in Seattle they call it you know, the land of the 12th man, definitely it's going to have an advantage. And the Bengals, I believe that they are going to, you know, they're going to come out, um, you know, in a force as well. Obviously, there will likely be more uh, Kansas City Chiefs fans, but these, these Bengals, I mean, this is a historical season for, for uh, you know, for their team. I mean, this is the first time in 31 years that they're playing in the AFC championship and, and, or excuse, yes, or 30, yeah, 31, 32. Cause it was a 19, um, 1988. Uh, I don't know about my math right now. It's a little early, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but you know, the, um, the, the chiefs, it, this is going to be another great game because just, just as talented as Josh Allen is, I believe that Joe Burrow is on that same top tier quarterback. And we are so lucky right now with football because we have this massive wave of, of very you know, talented quarterbacks. And it's, you know, out with the old and with the new, we have Ben Roethlisberger hanging it up yesterday, but we have so many talented quarterbacks coming, coming back all uh, in the NFL. And so I, I believe that there's a lot of pressure on Mahomes just because they've already lost to the Bengals, but it was in a very close type game and, um, you know, came down to, to the very end. So I, I think that the last time that they played the Chiefs, maybe they were overlooking the Bengals because that's before that they started getting very hot. And so the Chiefs, it's, you know, if they don't, if they lose to the Bengals, to Joe Burrow, I mean, Mahomes is not going to hear the end of it, but he can, he, we've seen time and time again, he will put his team on his back. And then even last year, gosh, when he was, when he broke down loose, um, and just, I mean, he's, he's unbelievable. When you look at these two games, is the Cincinnati Kansas city game, the most intriguing game to you? Oh, you know what? That's like saying, do I like chocolate better or do I like, <laughs> to be honest, I'm so excited about both of these games that I can't, I can't say which one I'm more excited about because there are, there are so many storylines. And looking at the Bengals, I'm so excited that Joe Burrow, he overcame that gruesome injury that he suffered last year. And I don't know. I mean, that they need to get an offensive line in, in Cincinnati. He was sacked nine times for a loss of 68 yards. And it wasn't just little, you know, little foo-foo hits that you used to see maybe Tom Brady or one of the quarterbacks, you know, not a very, you know, terrible hit. And they're just kind of looking around like, well, you know, what just happened? Uh, but it, but Burrow, I feel like he got wrecked. It looked like at points that he was being thrown around like a rag doll. But he got up every single time, and he didn't he didn't show any weakness or anything. And and so I truly think they have to get an offensive line next season. Uh, now, as soon as they picked Jamar Chase, I said they are going to be unstoppable because you look at that connection. They played together at LSU, and Jamar Chase. He has come through in so many ways for that team, and even in that game against <clears throat> uh, in, in against the Titans when uh, when Joe Burrow when it was tied, and uh, after uh, Tannehill he, he threw that interception with 20 seconds left. Burrow got the ball, and on the and on that very first play, he threw it to Jamar Chase, and they were already in field goal range. 
So this, you know, this Bengals team, I, I think they're a force to be reckoned with this season. And, uh, and, and of course, we, we know the story of the Chiefs as well. All right, Mandy, on the line, who do you got? Bengals, <laughs> Kansas City. You know, there's been so many interesting historical records for Cincinnati that have already been broken this year. Uh, but, it, but you know, for the Chiefs, it seems like it, it's impossible for them not to, you know, it is destined, as uh, Tom, you were saying, uh, you know, that it's just a magical season for Mahomes. But, you know, I like to go with a little bit of the underdog story. And, and after Jamar Chase said earlier today on the, or earlier this week on the NFL Network, that, uh, based, I mean, he, he's an underdog in high school. You know, he was told um, that it's like, oh, you can't be a wide receiver. You're, you know, Les Miles said, oh, you're more of a cornerback. You can't be a wide receiver. And that man is on his way to, I think, he's going to be the NFL Rookie of the Year. So we've seen this with Chiefs, the Chiefs already. I'm going to go with the Bengals. All right. Because it, it's a little fun to, to root for them. And Ward and Tom, who do you guys have for that one? Uh, Kansas City all the way. Kansas City. Yeah. I, wow. Yeah. At I, home. At home. Pat Mahomes. Can't go against him. I, I, I get everything you said, but I, I'm going Kansas City. All right, real quickly, we're up against the clock. 49ers or the Rams? Oof. I'm going with the Rams. I, I okay. think they're destined to win right now. Absolutely. All right. And, and I went with the Rams, and Ward went with? 49ers. The 49ers. Yes. <laughs> we're going to find out Sunday. It should be fun. Hey, Mandy, thanks. We appreciate it. Absolutely, absolutely, anytime. Happy Friday, guys. You too. Have a great day, Mandy Knight for Fox Forty Four, and they'll have the uh, they'll have the late game, uh, the, mm-hmm. uh, the the NFC Championship. Is yes. it is it Troy Aikman's last game? Could be, could be. Not his last game, but no, his no, last no. game with, with Fox. Fox. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. So never know. All right, seven fifty three, seven away from eight. I'm gonna, we're we're gonna get to some audio here in just a second. Uh, that I, I just want a quick comment. We're gonna play it here in just a minute. We'll do it next on ESPN Central Texas. Matt Mosley, weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. I'm not saying he hasn't been critical of coaches at times, but for him to be that overt, you know, saying it's a pet peeve, it seems to be almost a direct reaction to what Mike McCarthy was saying the other day. Like, hey, we're going to work on this in the offseason. Oh, this is going to be something we get, get done. Well, he didn't like hearing that. Jerry didn't. And he was pretty direct with it. The Matt Mosley Show, weekdays 4 to 6 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they'll also come to you for car pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty. CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville, at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. TFNB Your Bank for Life is the official local bank of Baylor Athletics. Find out why more Central Texans are making TFNB their bank for life. Sign up for our Edge checking or savings accounts and earn interest, cash back, or free digital downloads. With five locations, managing your money has never been easier. And check out the new bear statues at our downtown Waco location across I-35 from Baylor. TFNB Your Bank for Life. Member FDIC. 
Myatt Fuels should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road, farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for the great pricing and quickest delivery, call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107. That's Myatt Fuels. Call Nick at 675-8107 or look for Myatt Fuels on Facebook. Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas, and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas. Football, family, and friends, and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats, and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success, and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, Vitame Voss. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek's, you'll love our sausage. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update. The baseball season starts today for the defending national champion McLennan Highlanders. They start the year ranked number one by the NJCAA and visit ninth ranked Navarro for a one o'clock first pitch. The teams play a doubleheader tomorrow at Bosque River Ballpark starting at noon. The Baylor men take part in the Big 12 SEC Challenge at Alabama tomorrow at 3 o'clock. You can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas. Colts defensive coordinator Matt Eberflus has been hired as the head coach of the Chicago Bears. The Broncos hired Green Bay offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett as their next head coach. The NFL will crown conference champions on Sunday. The AFC title will be decided between the Bengals and Chiefs at 2 o'clock. The Rams and 49ers meet for the NFC title at 530. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. All right, 757. Welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom and Ward, we're glad you're with us. All right, uh, earlier this week, meeting with the media, uh, this was what Kyle Shanahan had to say about Jimmy Garoppolo. It shows what our guys think of him. I mean, and it also shows our guys probably are on social media because, um, yeah, you, I, they probably feel a need to stick up for them. If, you know, so social media probably hasn't been that great. So I'm glad they're sticking up for them because what they say is the truth. I mean, Jimmy is um, one of the main reasons we're here. He's done an unbelievable job. People don't give him enough credit. Um, yeah, we win as a team, and that's why he doesn't always have the same stats as some of these um, MVP candidates have and stuff. But um, Jimmy's a very good quarterback, and he doesn't worry about any of that stuff. Um, he doesn't worry about social media. That's why he's a little similar to me. He probably doesn't have as much of an idea as that stuff, and he never really changes. And I think that's what people respect the most about him. All right, Ward. Number one, why does the coach have to defend the quarterback? Number two, every system is different. They don't ask Jimmy Garoppolo to throw it 35 or 40 times a game. I mean, why does everybody think – and I look, if it's a results-oriented business, sports, he's won two road games, two road playoff games as the starting quarterback. Why is everybody on his backside? Uh, because the numbers are not gaudy. He, he doesn't step out and, and do some things uh, that you see other guys do, like you saw in the Kansas City-Buffalo game. But he's consistent. And, you know, he lets the offense take care of itself. He he drives it, and he doesn't run it up on the curb. There's something to be said about that sometimes, you know. He doesn't he doesn't turn the ball over a lot. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't put you in harm's way. And so, you know, that's, that's what you look for in a quarterback. It doesn't always have to be 
the the huge numbers and, and be exciting and, and everything. You know, I know the game was different, but look at Troy Aikman. I mean, it, you knew he was great and he was a good quarterback, but you look at the numbers and you go, oh, wow, that's all he did? Well, the offense didn't call for him to do all those things. Mm -hmm. That's the way it was built. You had Emmett. <laughs> yeah, you, you had the guys that you could work with. And so, you know, that's that's the way that offense is built. Well, it's kind of the same thing for Jimmy G. This is the way this offense is built. They rely on the running game, and they'll come downhill at you. So his numbers don't have to be as big. So if he just doesn't drive it up on the curb, you're okay. You're going to win some football games. All right, so let me just – and we are way behind, but I, I do want to give you these numbers real fast. In the last meeting between these two teams, the 49ers and, and, and the Rams at SoFi, Matthew Stafford was 21 of 32, right? 238, threw three touchdowns and two picks. Jimmy Garoppolo was 23 of 32, 316, a touchdown, and two picks. Pretty similar numbers, but yet they're acting like Jimmy Garoppolo was driving a cab last week. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. I, I'm, I'm right there with you. I don't, I don't understand why that he's not getting any type of kudos from anybody. But, again, he's winning, and that's the bottom line. That's the bottom line. All right, 759, John's got today's Baylor Sports Beat. It's time now for the Baylor Sports Beat on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. Now, here's the voice of the Bears. Hi, everybody. It's Jumper Check of Baylor Athletics on the Friday Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, we'll look ahead at the weekend in Baylor Athletics, including men's and women's basketball, both on the road. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. When we moved to Texas, we were like fish out of water. We didn't know anyone in our neighborhood until our Texas Farm Bureau insurance agent came to the house. She was so helpful and reassuring, a friendly face with that Texan hospitality I'd heard about. When we purchased a Texas Farm Bureau insurance policy, we knew we were making the right choice. We knew our family would be protected. Visit Texas Farm Bureau insurance today at tfbinsurance.com to find an insurance agent who's a true neighbor. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. Not only will you find an award-winning dealer at Allen Samuels, but you'll also find some great award-winning products. The 2021 Ram brand ranked number one automotive brand on J.D. Power's initial quality study. The 2021 Dodge brand ranked number two behind Ram and the 2021 Jeep Gladiator named highest quality midsize truck. Allen Samuels, 201 West Loop 340 in Waco, where we deliver quality. Come by. Let's be friends. Now back to today's Baylor Sports Beat. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And welcome back. Heading into a busy weekend in Baylor athletics. That includes Baylor men's basketball, number four in the nation, on the road at Alabama tomorrow afternoon at 3. It's part of the Big 12 SEC Challenge. Baylor 7-1 and one under Scott Drew in the Big 12 SEC Challenge Series. On the air at 2.30, tip-off at 3 tomorrow for Baylor and Alabama right here on ESPN Central Texas Television on ESPN. Meanwhile, the 11th-ranked Baylor women on the road at West Virginia tomorrow afternoon. Baylor winners of four in a row in Big 12 play take on the Mountaineers tomorrow, looking to continue that upward momentum. Here's head coach Nikki Collins. 
I mean, it's about game plan execution. It's about understanding that every opponent is a little bit different. They have different strengths and weaknesses. You know, I, I'm not comparing West Virginia necessarily in every way to Oklahoma State, but they're a little more like Oklahoma State because they're heavy pressure, heavy ball pressure, create offense from their defense. They play the passing lanes. You know, and the big difference for them is in their wins, they, they get 24 points off turnovers a game, and in their losses, they get 13. So if they can if they can turn you over and get in transition, they're really, really good. Um, if you don't cough up the basketball and can defend them in the half court on every possession, you have a chance to win. Um, um, you know, honestly, I said it before, this isn't a team, like, when you look at them statistically, they don't shoot the three ball very well. You know, I, I think it's it's about, you know, just kind of understanding who we're playing, what their strengths are, you know, what our strengths are, what we have to do against what they do, um, and executing that at both ends of the floor. Nikki Collin and the Baylor women versus West Virginia tomorrow on the air at 1230, tip off at 1 on 104.9 FM television on Big 12 Now on ESPN+. Also from the weekend, track and field runs at the Rod McCravey Memorial. All day Friday and Saturday in Lexington, Kentucky. Women's tennis and men's tennis home this weekend. Baylor Equestrian takes on Texas A&M tomorrow at 11 in College Station. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. Talk to you tomorrow from Tuscaloosa and have more Monday. I'm John Morris. Now, back to the Allen Samuel Studios. Gotta get that boom, boom, boom. Gotta get that boom, boom, boom. Gotta get that boom, boom, boom. All right, a little after 8 o'clock. Welcome back into the program. This is Game Time here on a Friday with Tom and Ward. We're glad you're with us. Our 8 o'clock hour is brought to you by VersaLift Southwest, where you can elevate your career with a new job at VersaLift Southwest. They're hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians, and they've got a great benefits package with outstanding starting pay, 7601 Imperial Drive to apply. Uh, we've talked a little bit about it today and uh, all week, in fact, kind of exciting stuff. we got the uh, Big 12 SEC Challenge, and we welcome into the program uh, from Locked on Big 12, the podcast, Josh Neighbors. Josh, good morning. How are you, buddy? Uh, good to talk to you guys. I am pumped for a big weekend of Big 12 basketball. Okay, so how does this work for you? I mean, we were just talking about it. If you wanted to, a person could kind of hunker down at about 11 a.m. and not get up until about 9.30 p.m., if they so choose. That is that is the plan for me. Because usually the, the nice thing about the Big 12 having 10 teams is that on a standard Saturday – you're getting uh, you're going to get five games, right? You're going to get the every team plays somebody else, and it just makes it five games, nice and easy. And during non-con, you have some Saturdays where there's a good amount, but mostly the games are pretty spread out. You'll have a Saturday, some Saturdays, some Sundays. This is ten games, and they're not even back to back to back. I mean, there's a couple windows in here where there's three games in each window, so. It'll be a multi-screen day for me, but obviously attention going to some of the bigger games. But all the games are exciting and important, so I'll be checking them all out. Why, why has Baylor been so successful in this, in this challenge, other than the obvious they're a good basketball team? Well, the thing for them is they're, they're very good on the road. I mean, they're, they're so well-coached where it's like they can go into any environment. I mean, I don't think people realize, you know, their losses this year have, have come, you know, uh, at home. They're, they're great on the road. They're great in neutral sites. 
they're just well prepared. That, that, that's kind of the bottom line is it's a very well prepared team and, and they don't get caught very often. They got caught a couple times this year, but they don't get caught very often. And so I expect them to be very prepared for what is a huge game for Alabama tomorrow. I mean, Alabama, um, this matchup, when you think about it, was the one that, to me, kind of had the most juice to start the year with where both teams were positioned. I thought Baylor would be pretty good again. Um, but Alabama's fallen pretty short. So they've got a great opportunity at home. It's going to be a great environment on Saturday. But Baylor always seems up for these road tests and just seems very – they seem very level-headed and, and cool, calm, and collected when they go on the road. How much does this type of challenge help both these conferences kind of figure out where they are because they're preparing for a team that they don't see on a regular basis. They have to do a little more of a scouting report and understand that you've got just a few days to get ready for this and then you got to turn back around into conference play. Does this prepare both conferences a little bit for tournament play? Yeah, I think there is, there's two sides of this. There's number, so most basketball, most conferences, I believe is how it works, they have like a bye week essentially um, for a couple of the teams. And Bob Bowles, we talked about this some, but the coaches don't always love it because it's an extra week they have to play games, right? As opposed to having an off Saturday, you're playing normally, you're playing a really good opponent now, right? And, and the, and the Big 12 SEC Challenge, I do think it's good to step outside of the conference and measure yourself against other opponents, right? Uh, for Kansas and uh, Kentucky and uh, Tennessee and, and, and Texas, just kind of see where they are, right? And see where they stack up because, yeah, that's the one thing. You can kind of fall in a rhythm of playing your teams in, in conference play. And, look, when you hit the tournament, you play different, you know, obviously teams from different conferences. And we've seen conferences like the Big Ten struggle the NCAA tournament uh, last year especially, and, and, you know, maybe it's the style of play. And so this can kind of be a break from the monotony and kind of make you realize what, uh, you know, other conferences are doing, what other teams are doing, what kind of stuff, you know, you might have to prepare for down the line Although I do think the Big 12 does – they play a lot of different kinds of games, the Big 12. There's offensive, there's defensive, there's up and down, there's slow pace, you know, there's paint battles, there's perimeter battles. The Big 12 is kind of pretty adaptable. I think generally speaking, yeah, it's nice to see a different kind of play. You mentioned Baylor and Bama. Uh, is there another one that's just really intriguing to you? Well, Rick Barnes returning to Texas is, is pre- uh, pretty big, and – um, you know, should be celebrated. I know people don't love him, and they feel like he underachieved. And there's some arguments that he did, but still, you know, you're seeing right now, like, even with Chris Beard trying to bring as much enthusiasm as possible, Texas just the appetite there for basketball is not it's not there from a fan standpoint right now. It's just not, and he needs to get that going. And he's trying to get that get that going. So I think Texas fans, for the amount of apathy at times that they've had for hoops. Um, they should be really appreciative of what Rick Barnes is able to do there for a long time. And also, I think it's a great game. I think both those teams, uh, they want to fight in the phone booth. You know, Chris Beard ideally wants to play defense. We know Tennessee will play defense. And I think that's going to be an exciting, chippy, energetic game uh, with Rick Barnes returning to Texas. That, that's the other big one I'll have my eye on. Also, Kansas-Kentucky is huge, but the big question for me is, is Ty Ty Washington going to play for Kentucky after being banged up last week against Auburn. Uh, I see a, it's going to be a tough road to hoe for them if he does not play in that game. When you look at the Big 12 and, and now that 
you know, signing days just a few days away. Is there any surprises that you see, or is most of this already buttoned up because of the early signing period? Yeah, most of it's buttoned up before the early signing period. Now, there's always going to be some surprises. Um, it's just funny to think about how this day used to be the big day, right? And because of the break from football that we had, you know, normally, and then a month later you get this. Now, you know, it's it's becoming more 24-7. Um, if you will, the sport is 365, but some things will happen. I just think that the big period we're really waiting for is the post-spring practice transfer portal movement. That's where you're going to see a lot of movement. I mean, I think some coaches actually might be hesitant to fill out their classes right now because they might think some spots become open. Now, at the same time, you might lose a couple guys too, but uh, the, the, you know, after spring practice is over, some guys will be hopping in the portal because they're going to see what their situations are. So it's interesting to, to notice how this signing day has changed from what it used to be due to the early signing period. Are we ever going to see it slow down in the transfer portal? I know a lot of it has to do with the super seniors and having an opportunity to have the extra year, and that's created a little bit of chaos in the transfer but you just mentioned something that's very interesting. After spring practice, I'm not getting to play. I'm taking my ball and going elsewhere. I mean, the instant gratification world we live in has created a problem in that. Instead of competing for a job, I'm just going to go look for an open job. Are we ever going to see it slow down? Yeah, well, it's going to have to with the, uh, the extra year of eligibility. And there were so many guys who are grad transfers. And think about the number of guys that stay in school and whatnot. And it's going to slow down because the number of guys – that are not getting scholarships uh, is, is pretty significant. And so that's just going to have to slow down. The NCAA did nobody any favors with the way they did not expand the, the rosters, you know, expand the number of scholarships. Um, but it's, gonna ha- it's going to have to come down. I mean, I, I don't think there's a chance that we see as many kids jump in the portal and not find homes or not find scholarships um, moving forward. I mean, yeah, yeah, the coaches will always want to fill out their rosters with, with guys in the portal, but there's just so many guys there. And I think eventually guys will learn the, gla- the grass is not always greener. But, you know, I think it's fair these kids get the opportunity to assess their situations. Um, you know, I think people do say, hey, stick it out. You know, you never know what might happen. But there are some people where, you know, it just it makes sense for them to move on. Not every guy's a success story, but, you know, hey, it's – it's college, and also think about this too. The number of guys that didn't actually get to go visit the schools they were um, they were you know committing to last year was pretty significant due to COVID, uh, especially back in 2020. So those guys, you know, at 18, 19 years old, you don't even know if you're making the right choices. You add that with the amount of FBS coaches that were on the move last year, um, a number of staffs that, that saw some change. I mean, there's just so many factors that have created this situation. So I'm not hitting the panic button, and this stuff, as always, is going to work itself out. It does. Uh, there are a couple things the NCAA could do to make it easier, but this stuff kind of uh, water always kind of finds its level when it comes to things like this. Josh, doesn't a lot of it come down to who's ever advising, whether it's a head coach or a, or a family member, that they're giving the correct advice to these young men? Yes, it's it's good. I mean, it's a mix. It's always a mix, right? Um, you know, it, you just need to make sure if you're a kid that you have the right support system. Now, uh, you know, it's. The thing is, it's crazy, is a lot of these kids, when they go to college, they think they're going to play in the NFL. And the, the thing that's crazy about football is that you see guys from every single level go and play in the NFL, right? Um, you know, London Fletcher, I think, went to uh, Mount Union, it might have been, you know, Division Three powerhouse. But uh, you know, Joe Flacco went to Delaware. 
You know, uh, there's, there's so many guys that come from smaller places. And so the, 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 a lot of these kids think, hey, I, you know, I can go to the league. But a lot of that is, you know, most of them can't, number one. Number two is you've got to find a spot where you can work hard and you're going to be developed and coached well because the player development part of this is something that could go away now because somebody coaches taking guys in the portal, so you're not developing as many guys. So for these kids, it's about finding the right situation. If you're a lower-tier guy, the, the grass is not always greener. Working as hard as you can and getting the most out of a situation might be the best thing for you if you have any ideas of playing professional football down the line. So, um, you know, it's, it's a reality check for a lot of them. Uh, but it's, it's just tough because you never know who's talking to what kid, who's in whose year. And they're so young to where it's, it's tough to know who to listen to and who not to listen to. Josh, final thought. Uh, any news? Are you hearing anything when it comes to the the college football playoff and and, and if there's still a potential for a change? It, it what? Where are we with with all of that? I mean, I'll, it, it sounded like we were moving forward, and then all of a sudden, it almost almost like it was shut down uh, when during the national championship week. It was very quiet. Yeah. Well, Jim Phillips had some had some thoughts and. Look, I find it disingenuous when, when conference commissioners say things like, you know, there's some things we have to work out with the student-athletes to help them first before we can do this. Um, I think he wants Notre Dame to join the, the ACC. It's just kind of the way I see it. Um, I, I, once again, I really don't trust them when they say it's all about the student-athlete, whatever. This is a money-making enterprise. Let's not be coy about this. Bob Bowlesby said yesterday there's a lot of stuff that they agree on. He was doing an interview on SiriusXM yesterday, and so there's a lot of stuff we agree on. We agree on more than we disagree on. Okay, well, if you don't have a model for revenue sharing, if you don't have a model for where the games are going to be, are they going to be home or away, if you don't know how many teams that they are going, uh, they're going to be, and you haven't worked out schedules with exams and whatnot, um, how close are we? Especially if everybody's differing. Now, the whole point is some people are going to have to make some concessions. A 12-team playoff is better for everybody, in my opinion, if they do it correctly. That model was very well received the first time it was out. People thought about making a couple changes, home games for the you know, campus games for the first round. But people generally like that 12-team model. So to me, is it's ridiculous that they can't get this thing done. They've got a window here where they need to get it done in the next, I believe, 18 months um, to figure out expansion. And we all want it sooner than later. And so I think there's no, there's no need to put this off. It'll be interesting to see how the process goes, but I think we're all in agreement. This thing's going to end up being at least eight, most likely 12. All right, uh, what are you working on? I know you're getting your popcorn ready for tomorrow, but what are you working on for the podcast? Yeah, Chris Gordy of Locked On SEC and I, he, he and I did a full preview, all 10 games. We hit all of them. That's up now on YouTube and podcast platforms. We're going to talk a little bit soon about Derek Mason being hired at Oklahoma State. Love that hire for Mike Gundy and the Pokes, and also everybody is on Caleb Williams' watch uh, we'll have someone about that whenever the situation, I guess, uh, ends up getting resolved. Josh, as always, man, it is a pleasure. We appreciate your time today. And have fun tomorrow watching the games. Uh, you guys, too. It's always a pleasure, man. Indeed. Josh Neighbors from the uh, podcast Locked on Big 12. Good stuff. 18 after 8 o'clock. It is uh, game time here on ESPN Central Texas with Tom and Ward. And we are uh, presented by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram Fiat. Hey, the uh, holidays – just ended, but guess what, kids? Valentine's Day is fast approaching, and our friends over at Morrison's Gifts has the gifts you need to make this Valentine's the best ever. You see, at Morrison's, you'll find the best gifts from John Harden, Consuela, uh, leather goods, bags, totes, and accessories. 
They've uh, got bath and body lotion, soaps and candles and inspirational gifts and many other great gift ideas. And, you know, like I told you the other day, you can do a gift basket. You could go walk in and go, hey, look, I've got fill in the blank X amount of dollars that I want to spend on uh, on this gift basket. Go to town and I'll see you in about 20. <laughs> then you come back. It's gift wrap and ready to go. And you're like, boy, look at me. Uh, and you can do that at uh, at Morrison's Gifts. They're going to do that for you. Morrison's Gifts is next to Jason's Deli. They're at the corner of Waco Drive and Valley Mills Drive. They're a Baylor alumni-owned business. And, man, I'm telling you right now, you are going to appreciate the simplicity, if you will, of shopping at Morrison's Gifts because they're going to great take great care of you guys, and they're going to get you hooked up for Valentine's Day or any other time. I'm telling you, I know we all love to do the Valentine's deal and all that kind of stuff, but if you walked in there on the 3rd of July and just handed her a gift, hey, pretty good deal right there because she wasn't expecting it. So it's any time as well at Morrison's Gifts. Morrison's Gifts, again, they're at the corner of uh, – uh, they're at uh, they're in the uh, strip center there next to Jason's Deli at the corner of Waco Drive and Valley Mills Drive. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Mostly sunny skies today, maybe a little breezy this afternoon with highs topping out at 56 degrees. Mostly clear skies tonight. It's going to be cold as low temperatures fall to 27. And tomorrow as we kick off the weekend, it looks beautiful. Mostly sunny skies. It'll be warmer with a high of 67. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Recently on Game Time, from Blog of the Boys in ESPN San Antonio, R.J. Achua. It's difficult to say anything other than that stems from Mike McCarthy. You know, Mike McCarthy even said they were up against more than just the 11 guys out there on the other side of the field. And so I put, you know, the lion's share of blame on him. But I also, I mean, obviously it goes on the players. And I think a lot of Cowboys fans don't want to come to terms with is It's their fault. They're not good enough. They were not good enough. Game time. Weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Hey, Ray Maliazzi here. I'd like to carry more parts at my shop, but I just don't have the room. Every time I go in the back to get wiper blades, I trip over a dusty crate of Honda air filters, then bang my head on some GTO radiator hoses. eBay Motors never has that problem. They stock all the right parts at the right prices. 122 million of them, with everything from new headlights to vintage gear shifters. I can't imagine being able to stock 122 million parts. I mean, where would I get all those shelves? eBay Motors, let's ride. Since 1978, Uncle Dan's Barbecue and Rib House has been delivering savory barbecue and delicious sides. With their two locations in Hewitt and Waco, drive-through window, remodeled indoor dining space, delivery options, and new hours, Uncle Dan's is sure to be a Central Texas favorite. Specials include one meat plate with two sides for only $7.09, with beef and rib plates only a dollar more on Mondays. Buy one, get one half off for Texas taters on Tuesday and prime beef brisket on Fridays. Come eat at this family-owned business and feel like you're right at home. The Real Texas Gun Show, Saturday, February 6th and Sunday, February 7th at the Harker Heights Event Center off Edwards Drive. The Real Texas Gun Show, proud to be the place where small mom-and-pop vendors share the floor with large dealers that buy, sell, and trade firearms at the show. Variety at the show is extensive, and oftentimes if they don't have it, they don't make it. The Real Texas Gun Show. More than just guns, you'll find ammo, hunting gear, fishing gear, camping supplies, collectibles, and so much more. The Real Texas Gun Show, February 5th, 9 to 5, February 6th, from noon to 4 at the Harker Heights Event Center. Helmet Aerospace in Waco has been employing people in the Waco area for nearly 50 years. Now is the time to join their team with current openings in packaging, shipping, 
production, engineering, machining, quality, supply chain, and sales. Offering excellent starting pay, benefits from the day you start, and advanced opportunities. Apply now at howmet.com slash Waco Careers. Howmet Aerospace on Imperial Drive in Waco. Apply today. Twenty-three. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom and Ward, we are glad you're with us here on a uh, on a Friday morning. A, a, Ward, they have. Uh, I, I think they've got all of the coaches put together for the uh, inaugural season of the USFL. Former Baylor offensive coordinator Larry Fedora has been named the head coach of the New or- of the New Orleans franchise, and uh, Jeff Fisher's been named the head coach of the Michigan. Uh, franchise, so I think everything is set. So, what do you got? You got Larry Fedora, Jeff Fisher, you've got uh, what is it? Todd Haley, Skip Holtz, Mike Riley, Kevin Sumlin, uh, Kirby Wilson. There is there's some names on this list. I mean, there's some great names on this list. Are they great names? Or are they retreads? Well, I, I I didn't say that either. Are they could they be both? <laughs> they could be both. Uh, yeah. Right. So here, you know, and, and again. Well, I, I don't want to rain on anybody's parade, but spring football, professional spring football, why will this season or why will this year or why will this league be any different? It has not been. And, and look, we've had USFL. We've had, I mean, there's there's been all kinds of attempts at competing with the National Football League. The only one that ever competed with the NFL was the AFL, and they ended up merging. Well, the USFL did too. But the USFL was kind of put into a situation where they spent a lot of money and they got the stars from the NFL. If you'll remember, I mean, Herschel Walker. Uh, well, they 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 went out and and put money on the table and got a lot of guys that ended up doing really well in the NFL uh, eventually. But it didn't sustain. It did not sustain. Because the NFL kind of said, uh-oh, we got to do something. And they, they made a big push to push them aside. They, that was the only one that ever really kind of threatened the NFL because of the fact that they did have some star power. Now, can they do that again? No, the NFL is too big now. So it's, it's just not I, – I don't, I don't know how it holds up. I will say they're going out and getting some big names coaching-wise. But can they get, you know – is this going to be a platform for some players to be able to take that next step? I think that that's the only way that a spring football season is going to survive if it becomes a an opportunity to be a quote-unquote minor league for the NFL where players can get some legitimate coaching, get some legitimate opportunities, and – Get invited to a training camp in the fall. Hey, we're talking about a feeding a feeding system. Absolutely. But didn't the NFL try that with NFL Europe? And where is that today? Well, I I mean, it was in Europe and not here. Yeah. 
Granted, I, I just I, well, they also were trying to grow the brand. I get it. I mean, yeah, that was that was more of hey, let's get the NFL over to Europe. I mean, so that's do the you same af- way they play the Jaguars over there eight times a year? Yeah. Do you affiliate some of these programs with the, the? You know, there's what they're gonna have ten teams, I think, eight, or eight, or eight, eight, or eight, I believe. So does you know? Ha, ha, do you affiliate three or four NFL teams to each squad? Uh, and say, hey, look, when you're when you're, or, or is it just a developmental de- developmental league? I mean, uh, yeah, I I don't, I mean, you might could do that. I don't know that the NFL is quite open for that yet. Um, and so again, that, that's why to, it's going to be difficult for for you know, like you said, it's going to be difficult. Why is this one going to be any different? I don't know that it is. Uh, I think it's intriguing because the USFL was the only one that really had any legs to it Mm -hmm. out of all the ones that we've seen. And we've seen a ton of them come up over the years. Except for the AFL. Well, and that that really doesn't – I mean, that that wasn't – They competed straight up in the fall. Yes. That was a whole different animal. That wasn't a spring deal. No, no, no. That was straight up, let's compete. And you know what? And everybody was smart enough to go, there's money to be had if we merge. And that's exactly – look, I mean – you had the NFL champion playing the AFL champion at one point. It's you know, and and they and you're right. They had they had players too. The AFL went and got a Joe Willie Namath. Went and got a Lynn Dawson. They went and got some names, just like the USFL did when they went and got Jim Kelly and Herschel Walker and all those dudes. Mm-hmm. So how does this? What's the model for this league to sustain and and and, and be productive? In the spring. I, the, the only way it's going to be if it becomes a feeder for the NFL, and I don't think the NFL is open to that, so it will fail. Ultimately, in your opinion, yeah. it will fail. Yeah. I don't disagree. I don't disagree at all. I like to see that around. You're always I looking mean, for I, an ex, I, an, an, another. It's always a good option. I would love it. I mean, yeah. look, getting to do the UMHB games last spring mm-hmm. for that five weeks, or it ended up being like eight because of the stoppages and weather and everything else that went on. But that was so much fun. It didn't matter that we it was February, March, April. Right. It was football, and it was fun. I was going to ask, once you got into the once you got of into the football it, game, absolutely. it was a football game. Absolutely. And it was kind of cool. Okay, you, so, you didn't say, "Hey, look!" After the game, we're you know, I got my flip flops and suntan lotion, and we're going to the <laughs> yeah. we're gonna go to the beach, or right. Okay, I mean, I, it was so. I, I I like the aspect. I hope the USFL brings something to the table because I'm not opposed to watching it in the spring if it's good football. Now, did they go to the right markets? Yeah, I think they did. I was just, you know, I was thinking and about. And I think it's, I think it's genius that they use the same franchises that they had before. Well, there's no question. I mean, yeah. I mean, you get the New Jersey Generals and you get the Houston Gamblers, and mm-hmm. yeah. In, in this model, they're going to practice and play all of their games in one location. So this clearly is made for television. Yes. For NBC and for Fox. They, I mean, that's who it's made for. It's to give them content, and I don't know if it's content on their main channels or if it's on those, those secondary channels like NBC Sports and FS1 and yeah. FS2. I mean, I don't know. That'll be interesting too, won't it? Yep. I mean, are they are they getting are they getting the prime 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 network or which I I think tends to 
lend to what you're saying. I don't know how it survives if you're not going to be in in the home cities of those teams the to Philadelphia give them. The Philadelphia Stars are not in Philadelphia right. in the first season. They're in yeah. Birmingham, Alabama. And, and so you don't have any, it. you know, anybody getting really excited about it, I wouldn't think. I mean, are Houston people going to be excited to watch the gamblers play and wherever they're going to play? Yeah, they or do they even know there's a team? Road trip. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so, I mean, you're not going to do that. I, I think it's probably at least this model. It's made for television. It's made for TV. It, it is fill in those holes. ESPN's got all the Major League Baseball. Fox has got baseball on Saturdays. The rest of those places, we got to have something to do. Uh, so you know, which lends to again, that it's probably a failed bit. So we, we shall see. All right, uh, eight thirty-one. Our buddy Kyle Yeomans from the Cowboys is going to join us here in just a couple of minutes. Uh, everything we're hearing is that. You know, as much as we thought that there would be a lot of change within the coaching staff, there's not going to be a lot of change within the coaching staff. Dang At least it, it doesn't appear. <laughs> Ward's hot. Can't. Mm. We'll, we'll talk about it with Kyle. We'll look at the playoffs, and we'll do it next right here on ESPN Central Texas. Join us live from Rudy's in Waco for our next Baylor Coaches Show. Join us Thursday, February 3rd, and hear from men's tennis coach Michael Woodson and acrobatics and tumbling head coach Felicia Mulkey. Join us for the Baylor Coaches Show from 6 to 7 p.m. live from Rudy's on the Circle in Waco with your host, John Morris, right here on your home for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. Waco Tacos in downtown Waco and Union Hall introduces their new craveable taco of the month. The Nashville Hot Chicken Taco. Crispy fried chicken, Nashville hot sauce, cabbage slaw, and chipotle mayo on a fresh flour tortilla. It's spicy, savory, and delish. Hurry into Waco Tacos at Union Hall at 720 Franklin Avenue in downtown Waco or call us at 254-340-1700. Waco Tacos in downtown Waco. It's all about the Start Something New Sales event. At Allen Samuels, you can get a 2022 Ram 1500 Quad Cab Lone Star with total values up to $7,500 or as little as 2.9% for 72 months. This month, first responders get an extra $500. Come see why Ram continues to win awards year after year. Take home power, performance, and reliability with your new 2022 Ram today from Allen Samuels in Waco. Come by. Let's be friends. See dealer for details. All offers have credit requirements. You don't drive just an average truck or do just an average job. So get to Northern Tool. With brands like Milwaukee, Steel, Lincoln, Honda, and more, we bring the power. We're definitely not your average tool store. Visit our store or buy online and pick it up curbside. Northern Tool and Equipment. Quality tools for serious work. Shop Northern Tool and Equipment this week for our inventory reduction sale. Save up to 50% on heaters, moving carts, and dollies, batteries, hand tools, and more. So, I'm a public school teacher, and I'm on my feet all day long. That would be on concrete. The pain would, like, shoot up my heels and just increased from the bottom of my feet up. Then my back started hurting. So my husband and I were driving, and I went, oh, look, there's a Good Feet store. I'm greeted by this gal named Mercy. That was a perfect name for her. And the cool thing about the Good Feet store is that you're able to try before you buy. I had free fittings. She was able to fit me with special arch supports. And so I walked around in the store. Within 30 minutes, I started sobbing because I had no pain. 
Well, if your feet are hurting, do something about it. You don't have to grin and bear it. You need to go to the Good Feet store and get some art supports. I'm Deidre, and that's my Good Feet story. See how they work for you with a free fitting and test walk at the Good Feet store. Good Feet Waco in Central Texas Marketplace across from Lazy Boy. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Ruth Top Innovations in Central Texas. Call 254-730-ROOF at 730-7663. Putting your roof above everything else. The baseball season starts today for the defending national champion McLennan Highlanders. They start the year ranked number one by the NJCAA and visit ninth ranked Navarro for a one o'clock first pitch. The teams play a doubleheader tomorrow at Bosque River Ballpark starting at noon. The Baylor men take part in the Big 12 SEC Challenge at Alabama tomorrow at 3 o'clock. You can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas. Colts defensive coordinator Matt Eberflus has been hired as the head coach of the Chicago Bears. The Broncos hired Green Bay offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett as their next head coach. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Now, back to the Alan Samuel Studios. Told me the world is gonna roll me. It's 8.36. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Good morning, Tom Barfield, Ward Whites, and we welcome Kyle Yeomans into the program. Kyle, good morning. How are you, buddy? Good morning. Doing all right, and uh, excited to watch some of the championship games this weekend for sure. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about those games in just a second. Just want to get some thoughts on the Cowboys. You know, it's funny. Um, a couple of weeks ago, we you know there was conversation that that Mike McCarthy would be looking for a new OC and new DC and maybe even a couple of other assistant coaches to fill the staff. But man, how have uh, have things changed? It looks like for the most part, this ta- this staff is going to be intact coming back. Yeah, how about that? I, I think that's one of the biggest things that could have happened this off season, one, one in a positive way and one maybe in a negative way. But uh, for the most part, the ownership group really looked at this off season and said, Hey, one of our top priorities is retaining what we had as a coaching staff. And I, I think, especially on the defensive side of the football, that is a total win for the Cowboys. I mean, the fact that Dan Quinn, was such a high candidate in so many different coaching positions. And uh, he ultimately didn't end up getting the Denver job and then said, uh, okay, well, let's take a look at Chicago. Well, Chicago didn't hire him either. And so then he goes, he says, all right, where else can I go? You know what? Let me just stay here in Dallas and let's keep building on what we were able to, to do this past year. So, I, I really think that, that Dan Quinn is excited for the opportunity to remain a coordinator, to, to keep building off of the, the special year that he had and, and what kind of turnaround he was able to do. And I think the Cowboys defense is going to be better because of it, because one, you have a good coach and somebody who, who was as consistent and successful as anybody this past year on that staff coming back. But also, you may have players come back. Think about Jaron Curse. If I were Jaron Curse, uh, who had a great year at safety, I would 
stay exactly where Dan Quinn is going to stay, or I would have gone with him if he would have went elsewhere. So there are going to be decisions made on that defensive side when contract negotiations come around and free agency that may result in more of those key defenders uh, staying put rather than them moving forward. As for the offensive side of the football, uh, it depends on who you talk to, but it's either a good thing or a bad thing that that Kellen Moore is sticking around uh, just based off of the last half of the season. Certainly prior to that, he was one of the hotter coaching candidates in the NFL as well, but the fact that he didn't necessarily have an answer for what was thrown at him from other veteran defensive coordinators around the league later in the season. Uh, maybe NFL teams. And he does have a second interview with Miami coming up here in the next couple of days. But uh, but maybe NFL organizations are looking at Kellen Moore and saying maybe he's not ready just yet to, to lead everyone as a head coach in this league. Okay, I'm going to ask a real simple question, and there may not be a real simple answer to this. You you mentioned just a second ago, and it kind of intrigued me that uh, Kellen Moore didn't have an answer for some of these uh, these DCs late in the year. If he didn't have the answer, and you're an offensive guy, and you're the head coach, don't you go down the hall and help him? I agree with you, and maybe that, maybe there was a little bit of a uh, a disconnect there because uh, it goes back. To, and I think we talked about this last week on this show, but there were the rumors kind of circling about maybe having uh, Kellen Moore take over if the Cowboys didn't have any success, if if Mike McCarthy were not to lead them to success. Uh, in the in the playoffs, then Kellen Moore would maybe be that next man up, and maybe there is a bit of a disconnect from an offensive coach uh, in McCarthy and his offensive coordinator because McCarthy does not have the play calling abilities. But at some point, Mike McCarthy's got to say, "Okay, I see what this is. I see." how this is going, okay, I need to give some input. And maybe he does do that more so than we thought. Uh, and and maybe Kellen Moore just hasn't had the right direction from McCarthy, if that is the case. But at least toward the last half of the year, from the Denver game forward, the Cowboys' offense was not the same. And maybe that was due to multiple reasons, the offensive line, Dak Prescott. But Kellen Moore and Mike McCarthy certainly deserve a good chunk of the blame for not having the same kind of success as they did earlier in the year what's the number one priority now for the cowboys in the offseason uh well now that you've got dan quinn back i think it's to to revamp the offensive line and either the, you start in the interior is my my thought process just based off of the fact that you do have some guys that could be available in the the first and second round of the draft, right where you're picking at pick number 24, that can be instant starters on that offensive line. So maybe there's a couple guys that that you look at there. If you fill one of those positions, maybe you go get a veteran, had another spot uh, moving into free agency, uh, and find a way to give Dak Prescott more time to throw the football. I, I mean, look at some of the, the teams left three of the four teams left have solid offensive fronts. The one that doesn't uh, obviously being Cincinnati, but Kansas city has a great offensive line. Uh, you, you look at San Francisco, what their offensive line was able to do for Jimmy Garoppolo in the wild card round. I mean, there are so many different ways 
that uh, an offense can get better. But really, the number one way is just to redo the offensive line and to allow uh, Dak Prescott to have more time to to work and to pick apart defenses. And I think that's probably where you start from a player personnel standpoint moving into the the off season. What's the conversation around the star about Sean Payton and his seemingly – is he available? Is he not available? Is he a guy that could be a consultant? Is he somebody the, the, that wants to be in the Cowboy? I mean, what, what, what are you hearing about Sean Payton now that he's not, uh, not with the Saints anymore? Well, this is going to be a not-so-exciting answer, but the, the, the thought process around Sean Payton is that he's halfway available but maybe not specifically just toward Dallas. And the the reason being is there are contracts at play there, and, and New Orleans would have to release his contract in order to allow him to be available. And if he were to do – or if, if New Orleans were not to do that, then the Cowboys would have to provide compensation. And a lot of that would, would mean high-caliber draft picks heading in the, in the way of New Orleans. And – I don't think that the Dallas side is really intrigued at all to, to be a part of that conversation, at least in terms of giving up compensation. Now, if Sean Payton were to be put on the open market, then I wouldn't be surprised if he is at least in the conversation of being in some sort of role, maybe not as head coach, because they continue to double down on Mike McCarthy returning uh, as the head coach in 2022. But I really do see Sean Payton maybe being brought up in a couple of different roles over the next couple of years. You saw that with Ben McAdoo after he was done in New York, he came over and he was a, a, a offensive analyst or excuse me, a defensive analyst for this coaching staff this past season. So then you turn around and now he's the offensive coordinator at, uh, in Carolina. So, I think there's a way for him to maybe be a part of this coaching staff. Whether he wants to do that, I'm not entirely entirely sure. Whether he's available to do that is still very much so up in the air, but it really kind of relies on what New Orleans elects to do. Is Mike McCarthy the right guy for this job? Uh, that's a, Man, that's a loaded question, isn't it? And, and there's hesitation. I still think he has the opportunity in front of him to show – that yes, he is. I, I, and I think he's done it before. And while he hasn't won a playoff game since 2016, even dating back to his Green Bay times, uh, I, I still think he has what it takes, mainly because of the coaching staff that he has in place and the talent that he has on the table. But really, he's got a couple more shots. There, There is not nearly as much of a grace period as uh, a Jason Garrett got. Uh, previously as the head coach of this this organization. Mike McCarthy has a short window to get the job done because, one, he's got people breathing down his neck. I mean, both of his coordinators, if they do return, were still hot commodities this offseason. Imagine if they were able to have success again heading into this next year. You know how quickly they could become a head coaching candidate in front of Mike McCarthy uh, should something want to be changed in that, that front office. So uh, I think there's there's pressure on him to show that he is the guy, and I think he can be, uh, but we're certainly going to have to see it soon or else he may not have a, a window to, to be able to provide that. And, and we're not going to beat up on Jerry Jones here too bad, but I, I, I am curious 
in your opinion, in in the structure of the leadership of the Cowboys? It is different than, than most teams in the National Football League because the ownership group, the Jones family, operates the day-to-day uh, operations of the Cowboys. In, in your opinion, would a general manager, would that piece – how would that piece benefit or would it benefit the Cowboys in their overall structure of how they operate? Uh, I think there's pros and cons to the fact that they don't have that that influx at the GM spot, mainly because uh, I, I think Jerry, at least at this point in his career, is more open to uh, outside opinions. I mean, look at Will McClay and what kind of role that he has played in the, the player personnel side of things. and. Uh, I believe Stephen Jones has certainly played a big role in the way the Cowboys have acquired players and kept their eye on the rest of the league and finger on the pulse of what's happening. That could certainly improve their their player personnel and even their coaching staff. So I think I think there's that aspect of it at least at this very point in time. But you look at other spots around the league as well. I mean, uh, Chicago and Minnesota each just hired new. GMs, uh, New York is in that conversation as well, where they've had this identity of a team and what this team has done over the last however many years, decades even, depending on how long their GM had been available. Um, and those teams have been kind of stuck in this eight and eight, maybe back and forth between being one of the worst teams in the league and then having a high year here and there. Uh, but they still have this identity of, oh, that's for New York's sake. And, uh, let's just throw them out there. Oh, that's what Edelman's going to do. Oh, they have this happening. Well, if they don't like it anymore, then they can go go make a switch. But here, you don't have that kind of rotation. You don't have that uh, that back and forth. It's just like hiring a head coach. You, you have to allow a head coach to build what he's trying to build. These you don't have to wait for that here. Basically, it's the top down. You know what's being, uh, what's coming from the the front office standpoint, and I think that's actually a positive for the Cowboys is they allow coaches to come in here knowing what's going to happen, and it keeps things pretty straightforward. And sometimes it doesn't work out, and at least over the last couple of years, it hasn't for Dallas. But I still think it allows uh, an opportunity to be successful moving forward. Kyle, what does Dak Prescott have to do to put himself in the elite quarterback category, or is there anything that he can do at this point? Yeah, he can certainly do that. And I think to put him in the elite elite category, he's just got to win playoff games. Uh, That's about as easy as it as it goes. Maybe on the field, you want to you want to see the way he used to be mobile uh, a little bit more, and maybe the. Adding to the offensive line helps out with that fact because he had so much interior pressure this year uh, that it was tough for him to show him to be mobile. But even when he had an opportunity to run, he never really even took it. So I, I think the easy answer on the field would be to use his legs a little bit more, go back to the early years of his career where the read option was so lethal out of the backfield with him and, and Ezekiel Elliott and or Tony Pollard to where defenses had to honor that, and then it sets up the play action, and then all of a sudden the passing game is benefiting because of it as well. Uh, however, I, I don't know if that's as easy said than done just based off of the injury history, and maybe a full offseason does help that out, but I, I think there's still a long way to go 
for him to achieve that. But outside of that, I really think it is as simple as winning playoff games. You've got to win in the postseason. You have to allow yourself to be successful on the biggest stage. And this year, the Cowboys didn't win those big games, nor did they win in the playoffs. So I think there's still a big question mark on the the one and and three or one and four record that he has now in terms of a playoff uh, history with the Cowboys at quarterback. Up against the clock, but final thought here. Uh, Do these games this weekend match the games from this past weekend? Can the conference championships match the divisional playoff games? I there is no way that they match it. Now I'm saying that in hopes uh, in, in hopes that it absolutely does, but uh, I, I think it's going to be a good weekend of football. But I don't know if it could be as good of a weekend that we saw that last week with the three game winners and then possibly the best game that we've seen in years with that Kansas City and Buffalo game. So uh, should be a lot of fun. Uh, I've got uh, I know you said you're up on the clock, but I've got L.A. And I've got Kansas City representing the two conferences in the Super Bowl. Those are my predictions moving into the week. Those are mine as well. And Kyle, as always, we appreciate your time today, buddy. Thanks. Appreciate it, guys. Talk to you soon. Kyle Yeomans from the Cowboys. And uh, uh, should be fun. Cowboy, uh, Cowboys, sorry. Uh, Chiefs and Bengals, then the Rams and the 49ers. And it's all coming up on Sunday. It's 8.52. This is Game Time on ESPN Central Texas. Recently on the John Moore Show. All right, how about this? So Tech plays Kansas on Big Monday tonight, and it's in Lawrence. What if, what if Pat Mahomes shows up and Tech people are cheering for him and Kansas people are cheering for him? He can't lose if he shows up tonight. Wonder what the crowd will do tonight at Allen if indeed he shows up. (laughs) John Moore's weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. You have important reasons to stay healthy. Your family, your work, your hobbies. If you have pre-diabetes, now is the time to make preventing type 2 diabetes a priority. The Health 360 program can help. With a trained lifestyle coach, you'll learn how to make the changes you need to live a healthier life. Type 2 diabetes is serious and preventable. Call 254-750-5435 to enroll now. Classes begin online February 8th. That's 254-750-5435. Wings Pizza and Things has been your go-to place to watch your game for over 15 years. With over 60 big screens, you're sure to catch all the games. With 15 wing sauce flavors from ghost pepper to plain, we have all your taste buds covered. And don't forget about the made-from-scratch pizzas. But wait, there's more. Try their burgers, fillies, sandwiches, and wraps. Don't forget about the wide variety of draft beers and finish your meal off with something from the sweet spot. Check out the entire menu and specials at wingsandtemple.com or follow them on Facebook. Wings Pizza and Things, Temple's home for sports for 15 years. Drive the lane and slam dunk rates. With First Central Credit Union, new and used auto rates are as low as 1.99% APR. It's a winning season with the First Central Full Court Press of quick local loan processing and flexible terms. Apply online. It's easy to score at www.firstcentralcu.com. We're your team. Everything we do, it's true. We do for you. Membership and loan policy requirements apply. Member NCUA. ESPN Radio Sports Center. 
I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Rooftop Innovations in Central Texas. Call 254-730-ROOF at 730-7663. Putting your roof above everything else. The baseball season starts today for the defending national champion McLennan Highlanders. They start the year ranked number one by the NJCAA and visit ninth-ranked Navarro for a 1 o'clock first pitch. The teams play a doubleheader tomorrow at Bosque River Ballpark starting at noon. The Baylor men take part in the Big 12 SEC Challenge at Alabama tomorrow at 3 o'clock. You can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas. Colts defensive coordinator Matt Eberflus has been hired as the head coach of the Chicago Bears. The Broncos hired Green Bay offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett as their next head coach. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Time for the grab bag on Game Time. It is grab bag time here on ESPN Central Texas. The uh, Texas High School Football Hall of Fame announced their new induction class for 2022. Ward, I know how much you love high school football just like I do. Uh, Listen to this class that's going into the Texas High School Football Hall of Fame, headed up by Mike Anderson and his crew. They do a great job. Uh, 1959 and before, so they have a category that's before 1959. That's going to be one Dick Stafford from Temple. Ever heard of him? Yes. Ever heard of his son? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So what a great what a great name there. Uh, from the 60s, ever heard of Ray Rhodes? Yes. Played at Mahia, Texas. I think he coached the Philadelphia Eagles, did he not? Mm-hmm. 1970s, from Odessa High School, Rodney Allison. Former Texas Tech quarterback. There you go. From the 1980s, how about Port Arthur Jefferson's Shea Walker, who works for Fox Sports Southwest? Very nice. How about from the 1990s, Tony Brackens from Fairfield? Very good. And I believe, I think they won a state championship when he was there. And then in from the class of 2000s, some little town called Tusk, uh, uh, Jim Ned High School, you have... Colt McCoy, that's going into the class. Mm-hmm. Now, from the uh, from the Texas High School Football Hall of Fame Coaches Committee, Eddie Joseph uh, uh, group, uh, John Parchment from Midland Lee High School, mm-hmm. Joy McGuire from Cedar Hill High School, yes, is going to be uh, inducted into the Hall of Fame, and the Dave Campbell contributor to the game is going to be Robert Wilcox. He is the PA announcer at Iowa Park High School. Very nice. So those are your names that are going to be inducted in March into the Texas High School Football Hall of Fame. Congratulations to you, Absolutely. each one of them. Unbelievable names, isn't it? Oh, yeah. It brought back memory. Every time I mentioned a name, it brought back a memory, didn't it? Mm-hmm. That's And that's what it's supposed to do. Uh, we'll get some of these guys on the show, uh, obviously, through the uh, course of the next couple of months and uh, and visit with them. But uh, that, that group does a tremendous job, the Texas High School Football Hall of Fame. It's one of many halls of fame that's housed in the Texas Sports Hall of Fame. You know, when you think Texas Sports Hall of Fame, you think the building there on University Parks Drive. But, you know, the I think the Texas Tennis Hall of Fame is housed in there. The Texas High School Football Hall of Fame is housed in there. There's, I think there's several halls of fame that are housed inside the, the building itself of the Texas Sports Hall of Fame. So when you visit, you uh, you better be ready because you're going to be there a while. It's good stuff. All right, uh, coming up this afternoon, John Morris is here at 3 o'clock, and John is going to have Chris Stewart on the program. Chris 
is the uh, play-by-play voice of the Alabama Crimson Tide. So that'll be coming up this afternoon between 3 and 4. Matt Mosley's here at 4. We are back on Monday at 7 a.m. talking NFL playoffs, talking Big 12 SEC Challenge, and a whole lot more. For Ward, I'm Tom. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. Baylor Big 12 Women's Basketball all season long with Sophia Young-Malcolm and Derek Smith. The 11th-ranked Baylor women, winners of four straight in Big 12 conference play, on the road at West Virginia this Saturday. 12.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 1 p.m. tip-off Saturday on 104.9 FM. Baylor women's basketball, Saturday on 104.9 FM. It's a delicate machine and a